Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Guten Tag, and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. <laughs> and today we will not be speaking in pig Latin, but we will be counting down more hot hits from the Billboard Hot 100. So, uh, without further ado, let's crack these open. What do we got here today, Josh? We have the almighty King Cobra. <laughs> the all-powerful <laughs> King Cobra. I'm extremely excited. Um, this is going to be a venomous episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, it's going to be deadly. <laughs> I was going to say stuff about snakes in the grass, but that was too obvious. Also, I think I'm confusing my metaphors, so... Uh, <laughs> Mixed metaphors. Yeah. Oh, you hear that? The sirens are already on. They already know. They know what it is, Josh. We've we've bit some victims already. <laughs> Bitten. Yeah, officers, I'm gonna need, like, 30, like, snake venom specialist stat for this episode. Goddamn. Anyway, let's crack into these. I'm actually very thirsty. So am I. It's just a... I'm gonna just gorge on this. <laughs> gorge. Like a snake on its newly digesting <laughs> prey. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Oh, wow, that is way maltier than I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh damn. Oh, yeah. I took a really big gulp. <laughs> I just drank some of the ocean. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh damn. Okay, well, let's just let's just get into this because I previewed some of the, some of the songs for this episode. I have a feeling it's gonna be a pretty fun episode. It's gonna be a rager. It's gonna be a rager in more ways than one. <laughs> I can already feel it. Um, so just looking at the top five first. Um, Looking at the top five, we've got In My Feelings, which is that Drake song, still at number one. Um, apparently it's its tenth week in a row. Goddamn. That's a lot of weeks. Uh, moving on from there, Girls Like You is number two. That's Maroon 5. I Like It, which is Cardi B, is number three. Better Now, which is Post Malone, is number four. And Lucid Dreams, which is that Juice World song that sounded kind of Nightmare Before Christmassy, is number five. <laughs> And, just to keep continuity, number seven Teen. is actually a new song, but there's more new songs before that, so I'm not going to reveal what it is. Okay. I will say that it's a Drake song, though, so perhaps we're dodging a bullet in that. Um, first up for tonight is actually number six, which is coming to us from the Yeezus, from, from Yee himself. It's a Kanye West song called I Love It. Which uh, is also featuring Lil Pump. Cool. Uh, if you recall, Lil Pump is the one that gave us Gucci Gang. Okay. So, very interesting mix. Yeah. I have faith in Ye. Yeah, well, let's... Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I'm surprised I haven't heard this on the radio yet, actually. So, let's see what kind of bangerang we got here. Such a fucking hoe. I love it. Such a fucking hoe. I love it. You're such a fucking hoe. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anyway, 
something messed up and I burped really loud and Josh was like that was disgusting because yeah. we burp often in front of each other so then Seth burps we were loud and I was like that was disgusting <laughs> as if I'm actually offended um I totally was no, I'm, just um, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding um so what do we make of this song Josh what do we do um, we make love to some sweet hose. <laughs> Which we also love. We love them hoes. Um, that was an out, that was an outcast reference, by the way, for those who got that. Insert outcast here. Anyway, um, see, okay, it's in my opinion, it's taking words that can or are often negative, like bitch and hoe. Mm-hmm. It's taking those words that are usually negative connotation, but it's using it in like a kind of playful. I like that you're sort of confident in. Um, stand up for yourself attitude towards women right like at least that's how I take it because the because the song is intro and outro is you know whoever the comedian is saying how in the old days women couldn't say stuff and had to fake orgasms but now they can be like hey motherfucker I want to come yeah 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 you know in the old days they couldn't say the shit they wanted to say they had to fake orgasms and shit <laughs> we can tell niggas today hey I want to come motherfucker <laughs> So like, and then and then the guys basically singing how much they love it, and like I don't know. That's true. That actually is a is a pretty positive message. Uh, That's how I took it. I took those negative or potentially demeaning words and like the way it was framed. I took it as like a more positive like, fuck yeah, that's right. Power to you, man. Right. I love it. Um, now going into some of the lyrics, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that Kanye equates quickies with being a sick fuck, which I don't think that's necessarily true. I think having a quickie doesn't make you a sick fuck, necessarily. Uh, No, maybe he's not... Yeah, maybe he's not equating it, but they're paired right next to each other. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, actually, that's true. Maybe they're not... Maybe they're they're separate from each other, you mean? I don't know. I don't know. Um... I was I was ready for him to be rhyming something else with I'm a sick fuck. Oh, but a quick fuck. The shit like his stuff is catchy and it seems it, it usually seems really like sincere the way he delivers his lines. Yeah. And it's like there's a, there's usually this common thread of like confessing to shit that like doesn't make you necessarily look great. Right. Which is like usually to me it's usually charming, sometimes not. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe <laughs> maybe if you're making it really meta, maybe he's making a commentary on how uh, how the the pleasures of of just having sex with somebody is has become more uh, like negatively connotated in recent years. Maybe that's probably a stretch, though. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about that line too much. I'm probably yeah. thinking about it too much. Um, how'd you feel about Little Pump in this song? Uh, less interesting or charming mm. than Kanye to me. But, like, the thing is, the bass in the beat was, like, it's, like, Kanye almost never fails to have the production and the backdrop, the music, almost never fails to have music that I enjoy and, yeah. I, and I get into. Yeah, I agree. And this beat was very simple, but it was still, like, was you, like you get it, you know? Tight bass line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is so interesting because like last week, 
we reviewed another song that had a very simple line. Or I guess I should, I should say when we reviewed those Eminem songs, they all had pretty basic, like, melodic lines on them, and yet the production just, like, wasn't the same, so they didn't really yeah. work quite as well. Yeah. But in this case, Kanye knows, like, exactly what to do. There's a nice booming kick in the, in the front of the mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's something to do with, like, his, with, like, the kicks and just, like, his percussion, because he always has really interesting percussion choices in his music. That bass line was, to me, the bass line was the sickest part of the song. Yeah. I was really into that bass line. Yeah, I agree. You know, I almost wish that in this song, like, I almost wish that Lil Pump had just sang the hook and that Kanye had done all the raps. Yeah. Like, I feel like that might have been stronger. Um, on the other hand, I feel like Lil Pump, it sounded like he was having fun with the song. Like, it sounded like he was being kind of, like, playful with it and kind of, like, making jokes. And Because I feel like on a lot of his other songs, uh, like Gucci Gang and other shit, it sounds like he's trying to be, like, like casual hard, you know? Whereas in this song, it sounded like he was just kind of messing around, which actually kind of worked for me because the song itself is kind of silly. Um, uh, yeah, Gucci Gang sucks. <laughs> it's just not a good song. Sorry. Unless Sorry. you like it, then it's great. Unless you like it, then, you know, we can agree to disagree, I guess. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty middle-of-the-road song, I thought. Yeah, but <clears throat> if I remember correctly, I enjoyed this more than all the other songs of last week. More than all the other songs of last week? Yeah. Like, what was the, what was the number one last week? Let's see. Well, my number one was that BTS song. Okay, so I liked it way more than that. But but your number one was the Travis Scott song, because you said the production was very interesting on that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I definitely like this more than that one. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, there was also God is a Woman. That was pretty legit. That was cool. That was Grande, right? That was Madame Grande. No. Yeah, okay. You scared me for a second. <laughs> you said Madame, and I was like, fuck, did I mess up? Wait, is there an is there an MC that starts with Madam? To be honest, like a week of reflection, I would probably have given God is a Woman number one. Yeah. Like looking back on it. But whatever. Looking looking back <laughs> Yeah, I think I gave the BTS song I think I gave BTS number one and and God is a Woman number two. I feel like it was a pretty hard pick though at the time. And I'm still not sure. Maybe I'd give I think I, maybe I'd give God is a Woman a, a slight edge over that. I'd give I'd give Ariana's Instagram number one though <laughs> to all of this. No, I'm just kidding. That's true. Well, I already knew that. That wasn't even a point of contention. Um, She's following me. Damn. Just kidding. That, <laughs> yeah, I was right. like I was like, well, that was quick. Um, shout out to Ariana Grande. Love you. Um, cool. Well, let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? Um, so, <laughs> the next song, Get Ready to Guffaw, you know why? We're listening to Gavin DeGraw. Oh, I wish, <laughs> I wish we were listening to Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> Damn, that was a good, that was a good save though, I'll give you that. Uh, wait, is he the one with that Chariot song? Sweet Chariot. Oh, yes, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in his hand. I want to be in his hand. Trying to be lately. Oh, man. Oh, I fucking forgot about that song. You have, oh, man. You, you, oh. I need to watch you karaoke. Oh, yeah, dude. 
like can kind of like when you start going down, like <laughs> like physically like lower yourself. Like, that <laughs> so by like that last note, your like face is shaking in the ground. <laughs> Just super overdo it. Yeah, dude. I yeah, I'm way I'm way down to karaoke that song for sure. Um, no, unfortunately, this is where fun goes to die because the next song this is, is where it, fun goes to die. The next song is by DJ. Oh, shit. <laughs> Featuring some some motherfuckers. Probably Justin. It is actually Justin Timberlake. Wow. Wait, I like Justin. DJ Khaled and Justin Timberlake. This might not be bad. It might not be. I don't want to. Well. Like, yes, hearing him will be annoying, but <laughs> the song and, D- and Justin might be enjoyable. It might be. Let's, yeah, it's called No Brainer. Which I feel like is kind of being facetious, <laughs> but let's see how it goes. Out of the crowd, baby, it's a no-brainer. It ain't the hard to choose. Him or me, be for real, baby, it's a no-brainer. You got your mind on loose. Go hard and watch the sunrise. One night, it change your whole life. Man, no-brainer's right. God damn. This song... Put up. <laughs> this song was like... Literally sucking my will to live. <laughs> <laughs> the musical equivalent of watching paint dry. <laughs> oh my god, what a slog. And it was like four minutes, dude. It was a four minute song. So unnecessary. God, everything about that song was unnecessary. Like, not not only did it suck the life out of us, but I feel like it sucked the life out of all the features on it. Oh, yeah. Like, Quavo started, which was like, great, fucking kill me now. <laughs> and then Chance the Rapper, <clears throat> I, love Tr- I love me some Chance the Rapper. He sounded so, like, phoned in and bored and, like, not even feeling like doing the song. Just kind of like did his thing, wasn't very interesting, and then he was out. And then Justin Bieber, I totally uh, fucked that up. It was not Justin Timberlake, but it was Justin Bieber. Um, he didn't really even sound that interested either. In fact, like his voice was good, but I almost feel like his voice wasn't as high quality as it normally is. Just, oh man. I couldn't help but think about how magical Michael Jackson's voice is. Yeah. Like, Michael's voice was just, like, untreated and just amazing. Yeah. And, like, so captivating and moving. And it's, like, it's kind of nice that that kind of talent and, like, I don't know, um... Can't think of a good word, but just the fact that someone like that could be at the top was like that's really nice to think about. That that could be at the top for a while. In in times of darkness. <laughs> yeah. It is um, nice to think about. But it's not to say I mean, cause like in my opinion, like Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, Chance, you know, Eminem, there there's like that's just like that's just rap, but Mm-hmm. Across all spectrums of music, there's still really popular mainstream artists that I think are really great. But they're in the minority. Mm-hmm. But, um... Oh, God. It's just... I don't know. I feel like such an asshole, because sometimes I hear stuff like this, and I'm like... I'm like, fuck, what does this say about, like, humanity, that this shit is so popular? <laughs> well, 
I think the answer to that <clears throat> is that I feel like this is the kind of music that you do just like throw on either like in between two hits in a club like if you try to do like a transition song where like it still has a beat that people will move to but it's not necessarily like a super high energy or like a super interesting yeah Yeah. so like this is a song you put on like in the interim like while you're waiting for like the next banger to come on this is your like I'm gonna go to the bar and get some water do you want anything kind of song yeah but then at the same time like Drake is number one right and I don't like I mean granted I, I like Drake a lot more than this, but even still, like, that song that's number one in my feelings, like, I don't know. It's not even that interesting of a song, That's you know? still troubling. Well, I think the reason why that's number one is because not of the music, but of, like, the viral nature of what's happening around the music, um, which is kind of, which kind of says its own thing, honestly. Um, yeah. Like, goddamn, remember when we reviewed four Post Malone songs in a row? That was, like, not even all the Post Malone that was in the top ten that week. That was just the first four. That was rough. That was a rough week, and, uh, you know, I... That sucked, actually. That was probably my least favorite, like, having to listen to episode. (laughs) Right, like, I took no pleasure from that. (laughs) I was like, uh, yeah, I really appreciate when we get some sort of variety, even if I don't like the music. Yeah, because then we have something to talk about, you know, like... It's like trying to review an entire album on for- with 40s on 40s. Like, I just don't know if it would work in this setting. Unless if you were reviewing an album that was like a classics album or one that had enough variety where you could review each song and they would be interesting from each other. Yeah. But, and I don't even really dislike Post Malone all that much. It's just that listening to four songs of them in a row was just like exhausting because it was like all the same stuff. And it was almost a detriment to him because, like, at that point, I couldn't even tell the difference between his songs, you know? Mm. So, had those songs been more spread out, I might have thought more highly of them or remembered them. But in that case, it was not what was happening. Kind of the same thing with J. Cole, like, when all those songs came out in a row. Yeah. Yeah, we had to listen to, what, three of those? Yeah, three in one episode. That was the LT episode. Right, no, I remember. Like, granted, I liked that more than all the Post Malone, but even still, that yeah. was similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> going back to this song... Do we have to? I mean, just really... I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Damn. Uh, well, just, just really quick, though. Like, did you... Were you listening to the beat at all? Yeah. No, I was. I listened to. It. I didn't just dismiss it. I was. I was listening. Yeah. Well, the. I thought the beat was okay, but that that kind of like high voice trippy thing that was happening in the background. Yeah. I feel like that was one of those things where like once you hear it, you can't unhear it, and it like kind of bores its way into your skull the more you hear it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just that like that noise just kind of got to me a little bit just because it was like every measure it was happening like I feel like if it was like once every four or five measures it would be fine well actually probably not every five that'd be weird maybe that'd make the song more interesting that would definitely be interesting I don't know yo what if DJ just like this was all a front but he secretly has some crazy like underground like progressive hip hop rap project where it's all in like funky time signatures and he like raps about like like the fucking like rain cycle and shit. Um, 
That's an interesting fantasy. <laughs> but what if that were true? What would what would happen? Nothing would happen. Nothing. But it's not true though. But yeah. What would happen? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if we could hear it, something might happen. Would you have more respect for him if he secretly had, like, a really interesting, uh, like, no. thoughtful side project? No. No. I, well, I mean, maybe, but it's like... I can't... I can't undo what's what he has done. Like... <laughs> the, yeah. the shit that he's put out and, like... The brand he's created for himself, it's just, like... I, I can't it's hard for me to feel otherwise about someone that would willingly do that <laughs> all that would, all of which he has done how could you do that says Josh uh, I sound like it's <clears throat> really good I don't know <laughs> I don't care I just really really dislike everything his existence um, <laughs> everything everything he's associated in like been part of in music I don't like right I at think... least at least his role in it I don't yeah, you know, I well, and I think just breaking it down too. I think that he is sort of like he kind of has accidentally become this representative of like the kind of like corporate like bullshittery that is prevalent in modern music that I think that neither of us like that much. Like he's kind of become like the poster child for it, and I think that the, mainly the reason why is because he's so like in your face about like how how successful he is and how he's the best music and how he's like bringing all these big names together for reasons that still honestly escape me um but i feel like maybe it's that bragged braggadociousness combined with the obnoxiousness and just like being in your face and kind of being a caricature and like i think that all of those things together He's just... We described it well before. He, all he is is a painfully bright neon sign that's trying, <laughs> yeah. trying to sell you something. He's trying to sell you fast try, food? Trying to sell you garbage. <laughs> and it's just painful, and you don't want to look at it, but it's like you can't you not feel the brightness. Right. And it's just trying to sell you garbage. Ugh. I kind of wonder, like, how much longer gonna be around for like is this just a thing where like every once in a while how long has he been around for actually that's a good question uh, I don't know either I mean I don't remember having any hits before like 2011 yeah. maybe I definitely lost respect for or that sounds so harsh but <laughs> My feelings Hot are takes. my feelings are tainted towards anyone that's worked with him. It's just mm. there's a part of me that's like, ah, oh, God, why would you do that? I kind of I kind of agree, although I think of it as in I kind of feel similar to like <clears throat> when we heard Beyonce on that one track doing like the Quavo fucking ad libs. Where I was like, ah, oh, damn, like, you you were brought down to that level. Like, I kind of feel like that. Anybody that works on a project is kind of like that. Where it's like, why would you stoop to that level? Like, you were somebody that I respected. Yeah. Um, also, on that note, can we talk about, really quick, how Quavo did the Sang skirts? <laughs> he was like, skirt, skirt. Yeah. I was like, dude, really? I mean, I laughed super hard, don't get me wrong, but it was just completely 
preposterous. It's ultimate cringe level. It is. When just the whole skirt phenomenon <laughs> trend. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's super cringe though. Like in I was saying yeah. in the song, I was like, dude, in five years, everyone's gonna look back and just feel so ashamed <laughs> and grossed out that they were involved with the cringe with the the skirt yeah like i think that ad libs will always be a part of hip-hop and rap and i and that's fine but the skirt thing is just it's just too much i agree i think that in five years people could be like wow there was a lot of tire squeak of tire screeching back between 2015 and 2000 oh god 2020 maybe i think it'll probably go a couple more years before it burns out Josh is just leaning back in silence like, oh god, I hope not. <laughs> I'm just having to bear through this whole segment. Like, I know. Well, hey, on the plus side, we're already drinking more of our 40s than we normally do by this point, so hooray. For good reason. <laughs> <laughs> drink, just drink the pain away. That's right. <laughs> um, Alright, cool. So we got through that one. Good job. Now, this is going to be really interesting. So you remember how last week we were talking about Eminem having the return to Machine Gun Kelly? Uh-huh. Uh, the next track on here is actually the original Machine Gun Kelly diss track okay. against Eminem. It's called Rap Devil because it's a play on rap god because uh-huh. you know yeah. so let's see what this what this dude has I'm looking forward to hearing this oh yes i'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny ass let's talk about it i'm sick of you being rich and you still mad let's talk about it all of us single dads from the midwest we can talk about it or we can get gully y'all size up your body and put some white chalk around it let's talk about the so yeah um mgk battling m we're knee deep in the beef. Knee deep in that beef. <laughs> knee deep in the beef. We just we listen sloshing to, around in that beef. <laughs> we listen to Kelly's song and we listen to M M's response. Yeah. Um I feel like we have to kind of review the MGK song as as the beginning of a two part song, right? Like we kinda have to mm. review these both at once. Um I mean I think at the end of the day, Eminem is the clear victor. In my opinion. Yeah, like, some of them hurt, like... Some of them were fucking savage, dude. They, they hurt real bad. Like... <laughs> like someone was like, damn, like, that's actually gonna hurt someone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some of them was like, wow, that's, like, actually really offensive and mean. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, MGK... Basically, Machine Gun Kelly was just like, yeah, you're old. Yeah, like, your albums aren't doing as good. Yeah, like, I'm the up-and-comer. And then Eminem was like... Your garbage. My worst selling album was your best selling album. You'll never be as great as me. Yeah. That line about, like, I'd rather be 80 year old me than 20 year old you. Oh my god. And, like, and, like, I had three top selling albums by the time I was 29. What have you done? Like, oh my god. And also, something about his, all of the fans in his hometown are not. Oh yeah, he has more fans in his hometown than Machine Gun Kelly does. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And like, what else? Um, also the line about about how he's just bitter that G-Eazy is fucking his girlfriend, aka Halsey. 
Like, oh my god. Like, fucking coming at him. <laughs> in a split second, he would suck dick to be hit him. Yeah. Like... And, and in fact, the whole... His whole image, when he looks in the mirror, is just Marshall Mathers. Right. Like, holy shit, dude. Also, I love the, that... I love that Eminem just had, like, a comeback for, like, everything that Machine Gun Kelly said, and yet said it in such, like, a... A more... I don't want to say poetic, but in a very, like, clever way. <laughs> Even if that cleverness just, like, begot a certain amount of savagery, but... Um. Yeah, dude. The truth hurts. The truth does hurt. I mean, that that line where Eminem is just like pops some champagne. This is your moment. This is as big as you're ever gonna get. Right. Like, oh my god. Also, yeah, he kind of turned Machine Gun Kelly line back on him when Machine Gun Kelly was like, you know, thanks for dissing me. Now, like, all your fans know who I am. And Eminem is like, well, you have to make a career just to destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh my god. Anyway. I gotta say, though, dude, like, it feels good for to, like, listen to Eminem just, like, tear into somebody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of miss that. I kind of miss, like, the savagery that Eminem has. Because, like, we all knew that he had it somewhere in there. Um, And I think, like, I don't know. I feel like I've said it before, and I kind of feel like a dick for, for thinking it, but I feel like Eminem is at his best when he is, like, really angry or really upset with something. Yeah. Um, which I do feel bad, feel bad for saying, because, like, I want, <laughs> I want Eminem's, like, best interests. You know, like, I want him to be, like, happy and, like, feel like he is in a good place. But, oh my god. It's so brutal. It's, like, so satisfying to watch, I guess. Yeah. That's part of it. I had never really heard any Machine Gun Kelly songs before this. Nor have I. And I don't know if I ever even would. Um. Yeah, I mean, for him to start this by making a quote-unquote joke about having sex with an underage person... Yeah. That's, like, you're already on the wrong foot there. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, I mean, Eminem is just clearly a better rapper. <laughs> right. Which is, like, not saying Machine Gun Kelly's bad, it's just Eminem's more talented and interested, interesting and, like, mm -hmm. skilled. Um, but granted, though I do think Eminem's better, I think Eminem was really fortunate to work with such a great producer. Sure, early yeah. on. So, I mean that line that MGK had about like I didn't even have to work with Dre to get where I am, like that's a fairly legit like I think that's a legit boast of being like I didn't have to work with like one of the world's best producers to like still become like a main name. Yeah. Though he really is only a main name because he's dissing someone that's so big. Right. And honestly, like, Eminem didn't even have to diss MGK back, you know? No, I, yeah, it, yeah. Like, he was almost doing him a favor. <laughs> oh, yeah, know? for sure. For sure. Like, if if our Eminem, if, our, if I was in his position, I would realize that responding is only going to make his life better. Yeah. And I'd rather not make his life better. Yeah. 
Although I think that, I mean, to be fair, I think that after this beef, like, I think that this is going to be MGK's, like, 15 minutes of fame, and then after this, like, I don't know, I don't think people are going to care about him. No, not unless he produces, unless he creates or is part of something that is really great or people respond to. Right. But, like, no, but, like, not that many people knew him before, so, like, I don't really think... I mean, you know, things can change. You can have your, like, your mid-career moment, but I don't know. I feel like if you're already being kind of a little punked about it, then I feel like it's going to be harder for you to reach that point in your career. Yeah, it's it's going to be really hard for... Like, once you've reached a certain level of attention and media coverage, you can't undo what you've done. It's like you can't be looked at in the same light. So even if you did do work that is has different subject matter or has, like, different kind of merit, it's going to be hard to see or care or, or like, praise it because he's, like, kind of tainted his image or what's associated with him with this kind of garbage. Right. Which, like, (laughs) you know, I kind of feel the same about what happened to, like, Meek Mills when, like, I don't know if you heard about that when it happened, Mm -mm. but uh, Meek Mill and Drake Drake had a beef at one point um, because I don't even know. I think Meek Mill beefed with Drake because he was like oh it's revealed that like I know that Drake like has ghostwriters for some of his songs which like I guess wouldn't be that big of a deal but Drake was real big about like nah I like write all my own stuff so like that revelation was he clearly doesn't right which he clearly doesn't so yeah. I think that made Drake, made Drake upset enough where like he wanted to respond so he commissioned people to write him in <laughs> I mean, probably, like, who fucking knows. But the end result is that, like, Meek Mill was, like, a pretty, like, average-level rapper, and Drake just, like, crushed him. And to this day, the only reason I know who Meek Mill is is because he was that guy that beefed with Drake. So I feel like a lot of people are going to feel the same about Machine Gun Kelly over time. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, he was that guy that beefed with Eminem and then got completely shut down. So, was it worth it? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I I guess Kelly just wants so bad to have fame and attention and money that he doesn't care if he has to just basically leech off a superstar and write a diss track to get it. Right. But it's like, some of his gripes against Eminem are kind of legitimate. Sure. If I were a rapper, or if I wanted some of my album to be about what's the state of hip-hop and what's the state of, like, some of the old OG superstars, Mm -hmm. I I would just make, like, a really clever, like, couple comments about them and, like, not have that... And, like, have it be part of a song, but not, like, the one topic of a whole song. Right. And I also wouldn't make... A totally inappropriate comment about an underage daughter. Right. And then expect to get it's away like, with it. Yeah, or, yeah, it's like. Because, I mean, part of what I understand of hip hop culture is like, yeah, you comment on the scene and your peers. Right. So that's valid. But, like, the comment about Haley is like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then to write a whole diss track about nothing but. And then, like, even have some of the comments in that song be questionable. Like,. I don't know, man. 
Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of understood is like, if you're beefing with somebody, like, you should just comment on them and like, leave their, like, leave their families out of it in regards to like, what their families are doing. Like, you could bring up hilarious things like, yeah, I'm gonna like, fuck your ex. Like, that's fine. But you can't be like, hey, you can't start it by being like, hey, I want to have sex with your underage daughter. Like, that's definitely, like you say, that's not a strong foot to start on. Um, and honestly, dude, like, I don't even know why he's pushing it so hard. Like, I get that you could be frustrated by being, like, blackballed out of the industry because of something dumb you said, but that doesn't mean that, like, you should feel like you need to, like, try and take someone down, especially somebody like Eminem. Like, the dude has a movie that is famous because of his battle rap skills. Like, why would you want to fight, like, why would you want to try to diss him in a, in a track? Like, that just seems like, like you're inviting disaster. I don't know. I mean, it's for attention, is what it yeah. is. I mean, yeah. Eminem's response, quote-unquote blackballing him, was kind of extreme, but I don't think it's totally unmerited. Right. So, And there's so many other producers out there that don't work with Eminem that I'm sure yeah. that he could yeah. work with. Like, it, I don't think that's, like, a complete, like, my career is over. Oh, no. no. Like, I feel like he's kind of being petty about that. Yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, what'd you expect him to tell his producers when you said something like what you did? Like, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and it was literally, like, Eminem had a line where he's like, well, let's just see who can out-petty who. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, the whole thing is a little, a little silly. I think overall, though, I think Eminem did have more... Like, he had more clever lines, I think, in response that MGK did, even having, like, attacks. Like, I noticed that MGK repeated a lot of his attacks. Like, he was basically oh, just yeah. like, oh, you're old. Rewording the same attacks, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I thought that was fucking funny, that his intro line was just like, your beard is weird. And he was just, like, commenting on, like, a photo that Eminem had of, like, having a beard. And that was, like, a line of attack. That was dumb. But then Eminem, like, made fun of it by, like, repeating that in the intro of his track and saying it in, like, a really, like, like, facetious, like, childish way, which right. was really funny. Because it's like, yeah, like, what the fuck? And then Eminem had that line where he was like, what, like, how can you be named after a gun if you have a man bun? That was, <laughs> yeah. like, That was some funny that's, shit. That's a funny burn. <laughs> Um, which is, which again is like, oh, you're gonna like try to be petty? Okay, I'll just be petty back. <laughs> like, I enjoyed that. Um, anyway, I don't know. I feel like in our rankings, we should probably just consider the MGK song its own thing, right? Should we separate them? We should separate them. Yeah. I mean, all in all, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, if MGK wasn't dissing Eminem, I feel like it would still be a pretty okay track. Like, it wouldn't be... I wouldn't consider it a bad track. Like, I think that his flow was good. I do think some of his lines were clever. But it just wasn't, like... It wasn't stellar. Like, he repeated a lot of his, a lot of the same disses. I don't know. It's hard to rank, like, a diss track. Yeah. But I guess I'd rank... I don't know. What do you think? 
About what? About like where you would rank that. Oh, rank this track mm-hmm. among among the three. Yeah. Um. So far, it's number two. I liked it more than the other one. I won't discuss. But <laughs> my top is for sure the Kanye track. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I I think I agree. I think it would be in the middle. I actually totally forgot about the Kanye track, but now that you mention it, I think you're right. Um, cool. Well, we have one more for the night. We technically did five tonight, <laughs> which I'm okay with. Um, the King Cobra is a bit of a fierce beast, and you have to give it more in order to have it take less from you. I still have a lot left. I slow. I'm about the same. <laughs> I slow down heavily, like the last couple songs, like the ones we just reviewed. Right. Just because I was like, oh shit, I actually have to pay attention to lyrics now. <laughs> yeah. Then also, like, I definitely feel this more than the other 40s. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what this is, but this is more than the other 40s. Yeah, same. I think this is like seven. No, this is six percent. Six percent. Yeah, the other ones are like four, so this is like <laughs> some, a right. substantial upgrade. And then the old English is 7.1. So when we were buying our 40s oh for tonight, this guy was waiting <laughs> behind us in line. And we were like, yeah, these King Cobras are pretty bad. But like the old English is like real bad. This guy was like, yeah, man, it's like 7.1. Yeah. And we were like, thanks, dude. He was like, no problem. I'm an alcoholic. It's fine. And we were like, hey, you know, it's, okay. it's cool, man. Like, I ain't judging. It's knowledge. And knowledge oh, yeah. is power. Knowledge is power, yeah. Um, anyway... <laughs> Well, Josh. Yes, Seth. Guess what time it is? There's a lot of uh, jo- Josh fees. <laughs> guess what time it is? Are we doing Imagine Dragons? Oh, you bet we're doing Imagine oh Dragons. <laughs> it's the Josh Rage Card Double Whammy. <laughs> this could be bad. It's probably gonna be bad. I honestly don't remember what any other Imagine Dragon songs sound like, so this is probably gonna sound like those. It's called Natural, um, for reasons that I'm sure will become very painfully clear in the lyrics in a second. Okay. Um, are you ready for this, Josh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> With trepidation, we go. Josh, I'm gonna level with you. <laughs> Please. I think in our in our history here of of doing this podcast, this is our 30, 33rd, 34th episode. We've come across a lot of lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh, we've come across lyrics high and low, of high quality and low quality, but never in our history have I ever read such a such a jumbled mess of lyrics ever I don't think no I don't think I've ever come across anything <laughs> as like, as confused or as like we were saying it's it's almost word salad level it's very close okay <laughs> if one person wrote the lyrics uh-huh. like right like like 
what's happening? This must have been a song where they wrote. I mean, okay, let's let's just talk about this real quick. How do you think the songwriting process for this went down? Like, how could something this confused and, and jumbled become an actual song? Like, do you think uh, that they wrote... Maybe they wrote the melody first. I think, yeah, I think it just the lyrics come last, and everyone's like, dude, you can sing anything, it doesn't matter, as long as you sound... As long as you sound a certain way, and, like, have this certain fake passion that is in your delivery it doesn't matter what words you sing right like I, I would I would bet most people only re- hear or remember like half the words and they're able to kind of make it make enough sense in their mind mm. that they, they don't it doesn't really have to go through the grind of someone reading the lyrics and realizing how completely nonsensical and bizarre like right it's it's like frustrating how insane it is like <laughs> it like it literally it doesn't make any sense it literally makes zero sense at all like let's just for the readers at home like, i don't even want to go there but if you want to well, we can go there. i i want to just because i feel like this is like a this is like a scientific study of like how you, because we've already established that Imagine Dragons is pretty much like that band that just writes songs for like car commercials at this point, right? Which is fine, like you know. They're, but this is their like all of their songs have a similar nonsensical, non sequitur, like right bullshit to them. And but. I feel like they've been getting worse, but they've all still maintained a general idea of like a central theme, right? Because like whatever it takes is like yeah, I'm being like held back by something, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And then like um, Believer is like yeah, you know, like I grew up being the outsider, but like, you know, Make me believe that I could do what I can to overcome. You know, it's normally about overcoming adversity, right? That's what a lot of their songs are about. Yeah, I feel like you made them make more sense than they actually did. <laughs> but yes. But this song, this fucking song, like, okay, so let's just let's just break this down. So first, first verse. Will you hold the line when every one of them is giving up or giving in? Tell me in this house of mine. Okay, so hold on. So let's just stop there. Yeah, okay. okay. So will you hold the line? Yeah, so will you basically will you stand strong with your convictions? In this house, will you stand strong in our community against people well, no, who are though, giving up? Okay, right? here's the problem. Is yeah, like, yeah, what's up? Here's the problem. Will you hold the line in this house of mine? Okay, that's like the outro, intro, outro. Like, those are kind of okay. connected, right? What is your house? What do you stand for? Right. And, and what is the person you're saying you? What is their position or relation to you? Within the house. We will not find that out. We, we just won't know the answer to those <laughs> no, questions. We which won't. is one, that's just terrible songwriting. <laughs> and then the middle, the middle line between that is. Um, The middle line between it is when any when every one of them is giving up or giving in. Okay, who are these other people? Are they also in the house? What is their relation to you? Are they outside of the house? And in what context or for uh, what are they giving into and what are they not standing up for? Right. We will not like all the questions that this vague nonsense like creates. 
it gives zero answers to any of it. Right. Okay. And then and then and that's just the first the first section. That's literally like the first two lines. Then after that you have nothing ever comes without a consequence or cost. Okay, I'll just stop there. Okay. That's okay. that's a fair line by itself. But how does that fare in the context of the rest of what's happening? Like, that's introducing, like, a whole new idea. whole new idea. Within, completely unrelated. But it's but in it, one sentence right next to the rest and of it? And it's also vague, though. It's like, what kinds of things come at a cost? And what kinds of costs do they come at? Well, because it sounds like that's just, like, an empty platitude of, like, nothing, nothing comes without a cost. Right. It's like, it means very little, and it's very vague, super ambiguous. It's not being applied to anything because the thing before it doesn't doesn't no. have an application to reality no, either. Not at all. So they're not even related sentences, like ideas. The ideas are not even related. <laughs> Maybe they could be with more background, but we don't get it. So it's an empty platitude built on nothing. Is pretty much what we right. have so far. Okay. And then after that, will the stars align? Another another platitude. Yeah, and it's like okay. We kind of have a vague sense of what stars aligning means, but... Does that mean that, like, the person's going to hold the line? Does that mean that, like... What, what are they like, aligning... What, what does the alignment mean? Right, what happens like, when the stars align? Does it mean that they're going to hold the line? Does it mean that they're going to... There's going to be a consequence when the stars align? What are you hoping for at all, even? Right. Like, what is your house? What are you fighting for? But then I after mean, that, it introduces, will heaven step in? Will it save us from sin? Because this house of mine stands strong. That's too completely... Fuck that's too that? completely separate, separate things. Because, like... Like, well, heaven step in. That's usually considered a good thing, right? Heaven stepping in. Okay, so you want some outside power, spiritual power, to step in and save you from what? From sin? your already strong what's, house? From what's, what is the sin? Is the sin not standing in line, but not standing in line for what? Right. <laughs> because your house stands strong? But if your house stands strong, strong then, then what's the conflict? And what's the sin? And what? And how is it standing strong? When people aren't standing the line, and what 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 is the consequence that comes if people don't hold the line? Because your house is already strong, and is it really like a fatalistic star thing, or is it a more possibility of divine intervention thing? Right, those seem to be conflicting. Are you ideas trying to fight well. against fate, or are you trying to like ask the stars for help? Are the stars part of your house? Okay, and th so that's the first verse. Which is just a complete, a complete garbled mess. Okay, that's so we just so right now we have a garbled mess of nothing, and then we get and then we get to the pre-chorus. That's the price you pay. What's the price? What's the price? What's the price? And who's paying? And for what? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You have you have zero subject, zero zero verbs or nouns okay, are so a price is being paid now apparently okay the but, line, but the next line might have some interesting uh, revelations to our questions leave behind your heartache cast away okay. so maybe leaving behind heartache is the price you pay is the price you pay you have to give up your heartache but isn't giving up heartache good like, yes. isn't that a positive thing it, it doesn't seem like a price you're paying at all right and for what reason why is there heartache and why are you leaving it behind? Because there's no there's no mention of any kind of heartache. It's just holding the line and standing strong against some kind of adversity, but clearly. But if you let go of your heartache, 
then apparently it's the price you're paying, and you pay it for what reason? Let's see the next line. So supposedly it's just another product of today, but oh, what? But the fuck, does that even have to do with anything we we're trying to talk about? But how is how is giving up heartache a product? Is it of it, today? It, does that mean to say? Maybe that means to say that songs today are giving up heart are giving up real meaningful types of heartache in exchange for like you know beats skirts maybe possibly reach, like uh, it's a reach it's a reach there is nothing to this song can we just give it up cuz i don't <laughs> i don't want to go through the whole song I just can we just do the chorus really quick? Okay. Just that, and that's all I'm gonna ask. Okay. Because the next is just more garbled mess. So, so first off, first off, the first line going into the chorus, you're standing at the edge, face up. If you're standing, then how the fuck you face up? You're facing forward if you're standing. I don't know. <laughs> Go on. Maybe you're standing on a wall. Because you're with the stars and gravity it's because, has these Because they're natural. <laughs> they're natural and they're cold hearted. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So so you're a natural, a beating heart of stone. Presumably that's a sarcastic line then. Like you're a natural at being cold. Oh, okay, next line. You gotta be so cold to make it in this world. Living your life cutthroat. You gotta be so cold you're a natural. So those lines work together. That alone works fine. Everything before it, no. But that, if you just read that in a vacuum, that kind of makes some sense. Right. That's and an idea. It's coherent. It's, it's a solid idea that you could run with. Yeah. But the question then is, how do you? I mean, we're not going to because we're drinking King Cobra, and God knows we have better things to do with our time. But the question would be then, how do you tie the chorus back to the previous line? You can't. Like saying you're a natural at being cold hearted. Do they mean but who is the you? And like, right. what does this have to do with his house? Right. Or the stars aligning or heaven stepping in should, or, or the sin? Should I go to genius? Is that what No, we... please don't. <laughs> like, I'll be really honest right now. Do you just not care my, anymore? No, well, I don't, but also okay. my level of having to pee is like. Just starting to rise. Oh shit! Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. It's starting to rise, so it's like the ridiculousness of this and the humor of it is waning. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is such garbage. Um. Yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. The song is about becoming a little ruthless and callous with time, as you realize you have to fight and stand up for yourself. That's literally every other Imagine Dragons song, so we don't need to talk about that more. Um, that, and, that interpretation kind of makes sense with the chorus, but literally everything else doesn't at all relate to that. Yeah, it's just like not fucking even pulling lines out of a hat. Anyway, <laughs> because Josh has to pee, let's do these rankings, shall we? Okay. Um, Josh. Number one, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Number two, the diss track, even though I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, the Bieber track. And with he who shall not be named. This is clearly the last. Like mm-hmm. this is, this will be in my bottom five for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe number one even. Yeah, this was. Um, I actually think that this episode, I'm exactly in agreement with you. I think the Kanye song was fun. It was goofy. I liked it. The second song, it had some fun beat. It had some some clever lines. I'll give it that. The um, the third one was was very average, but it was not nearly as bad as this one. 
Um, this song was a fucking mess, dude. I don't get... I don't even get how this song got made. Like, are people even... Are people even checking what what this band... Is there any quality control for this band anymore? <laughs> like, no. what the fuck, dude? Like, how? Like, if you gave this to anybody, they'd be like... If, you, if English is your first language, how would you look at this and be like, this song makes sense, and I like it, and this is a strong representation... Of, of an idea. If English is your first language. <laughs> like, I, and I don't mean to be a dick by saying that. I'm, I'm simply no, saying yeah, yeah. this sounds like <clears throat> this sounds like a song that was poorly run through like a translator or something. Like maybe this was a song that was originally in Russian and it got run through a translator and this is just what came out and they didn't have time to, to adequately change it. You know? Right. Like it's 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 appalling. It's appalling how badly this song is written. It's a fucking menace to society. And anybody who likes it, I don't want to be a dick, but really think about what you're listening to. Because this song is not doing you any favors, it's not trying to cater to you, it's just trying to sell a product. So please, I beg of you to listen to this deeper. Do us a favor. Anyway, Josh has to pee. Sorry. No, it's you okay. buckling. Josh, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? <clears throat> uh, no, but thank you for listening. Much love. Yeah, much love. Stay tuned. Episode 34, episode 35 is coming up next. Only got a couple more until the finale. We're going to try to do a live show. It's going to be great. Check out our Patreon if you want to give money to us bitching about how shitty Imagine Dragons are. And uh, you guys are the best. We'll see you next week. Much love. Mwah. Mwah.